This is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Welcome to another Silver Dollar episode of Stay Paid. My name is Joshua Stike. And I'm Luke Akery. And it's reported that 92% of surf search traffic, excuse me, appears, uh, clicks appear on the first page of Google. 92% Woo. of search if traffic you're not clicks. first, you're last, ladies you're and gentlemen. not first, you're last. There's actually a joke that's like, where do you hide a dead body? On the second page of Google. That's <laughs> <laughs> so true. So 92% happening on the first page, 25% of clicks coming from the first search result. So it's clear that if you want people to find your business on Google or other search engines, you've got to learn how to optimize your site and your profiles to rank high in your local area. Luckily, search engines like Google have made it possible for local professionals to compete with national search with local SEO. So today, we're going to talk about what local SEO is, why it's important, and how to optimize it by uh, to be found by more potential customers. I don't know the source behind this, but I heard it from Jason Pantano, who we interviewed, yeah. and we'll talk about him probably a little bit today. Yeah. But he had mentioned recently that 46% of all searches on Google are local. It is. Yeah. Actually, it says here, 46% of all searches on Google were local yeah, information. That, I was like, I was like, I, I heard that the other day and I was like, oh, that That's is... part of the why, why does it matter yeah, section. That, okay, there you go. I was like, that is crazy. No, you're you 100% about right. that. It's like almost half of all the searches are local searches. Local so searches. what does that mean? It means, man, if you as the local service provider yep. can get up in those keywords. So when people are typing in your towns and typing in the things going on in that area, you're showing up. Yep. Boom. Well, luckily Google has helped with that. So in 2004, Google implemented local SEO to make it easier for small and mid-sized businesses to compete more effectively on a local level with national companies. So if you're searching for real estate, it's not going to pull the national real estate brands necessarily. It's going to look at your local area. So basically it's purpose was to improve search results or results for searches that had geographic intent. So if you've ever searched for restaurants near me or real estate agents in my city, real estate agents in my city, that is local SEO. So we talked a little bit about why it matters. Almost half the searches are looking for local information. And local SEO actually emphasizes the geographic proximity of the searcher. So you're only competing... Hmm with other search or the searches of other businesses in your local area when dealing with that local. SEO it's super search. interesting too. Cause like my brother's real estate team, like when I was searching Lynchburg, he wasn't showing up, but when I searched forest mm -hmm. Virginia, which is literally right there by Lynchburg, he showed up. So it, it is really hypersensitive to yeah. also how you have set up your Google business profile or your page content and all that stuff that it, it, categorizes you and yep. you could be missing out too. Absolutely. So here's how you want to optimize for local SEO. Now you mentioned Jason Pantana. We are going to pull pretty much all of this information straight from him. He was on our podcast and touched on a little bit, Yeah, he's amazing. but I want to give credit where credit's due because we are not necessarily local. We're not a local business, right? Yeah. We're a national business. So most of, most of the search engine optimization that we're doing for our own business is going to be broader keywords. It's not going to be strategized or, or honed down at the local level. So we're actually using our business page for a little bit different than a local search. But this is what he uh, recommends in terms of creating your uh, or optimizing your local SEO. So the first thing is you must create a Google business page. So if you do not have a Google business page created already, go into your Google account and go through the process of setting up your business page. We have some videos on our site that help walk you through that, or you can simply uh, Google it. You can <laughs> search YouTube for how to set up a business page. That'll walk you through it. It's harder to 
explain it than it is just to watch a video and see how it's done. But your business page basically acts as a mini directory for your business. It's where your phone number, your website, your address, your reviews and pictures and services are offered. And what you want to do is actually get ranked in that local pack search results. Hmm. So while if you're listening to this podcast, follow along, search for a real estate agent in your town, right? And then scroll down a little bit, you'll see three businesses listed next to a little map. And then you'll see a button that says, uh, see all, or it says, um, uh, see, yeah, more businesses link. So those top three businesses, that's your goal to get in yeah, those if you top could get there. three businesses. If you can get in the first one, that's the ultimate goal, but definitely that's your goal to get into those top three businesses. So what uh, Jason says is there's three different ways that people are going to find your site found through your Google business insights. So if you already have a Google business page, you can go to that click insights. There's three different ways. You have direct searches. This is what most people will have. These are uh, a customer directly searching for your business name or address with local intent. So if someone goes on and searches Josh Dyke Realtor or real estate agent and I show up, that's because they're searching directly for me. That's the most common and the easiest to rank for. The second one and the one that is uh, what you really want is the discovery searches. Hmm. So these are searches that are uh, related to a category product or service that you're that you offer. So real estate agents near me, that would be an example of a discovery search. And then the third one, and probably the best one, but probably the one that's non-existent for most people are branded searches where they actually know you. They're no searching for you. No, the difference. So it's it's actually a customer searches for your brand or a brand related to your business. So what this would mean in the real estate space is if someone searched for, let's just use Keller Williams as an example, Keller Williams Real Estate, or search for another agent and you get recommended. Interesting. So he was showing an example of someone that he worked with and they were actually getting, I think like 500, I can't remember the date range, but like 500 plus, it was still their lowest amount, but it was like 500 plus basically of people searching for this agent's competitor and Google was saying, are you sure you didn't mean this agent? That's awesome. Which shows you the power <laughs> of optimizing your profile, uh, what it can do for you. So the three biggest things that have an impact there, and this is where you want to go into your Google business and make sure that you have this updated. First is your primary business category. The number one thing that Google will look at is the, uh, the business category. So you want to go into info within Google business. And simply, if you're in the U.S., it's recommended real estate agents. That would be, and then if you're in Canada, because I know we have some listeners in Canada, real estate agency. Hmm. So I guess there's a slight difference there in the countries. The second thing is the presence of keywords in the title of your Google business page. So this is important because it's sort of, um, uh, it's sort of a conflicting, like what Google says and what Google does sort of conflicts here. They say that it has to be the name of your business. And the way that they describe that is in your logo, in your stationery, in, in whatever, wherever you have your business name. So in one sense, they're saying, don't stuff your title with keywords. But in the other sense, they actually favor those keywords so when they're in the name of your title. So one example would be Josh Dyke of Keller Williams, King of Prussia would be okay. But saying like real estate agent in King of Prussia, Josh Dyke of King of Prussia real estate, you could get flagged for that. Now, there's two different types of suspensions you can get. So don't be super worried about it. You can get a soft suspension, which basically means go fix it and you'll be okay. Or if you violate it too many times, you can get a hard suspension, which means your business page is done. So be really, really careful when testing this. He actually uh, used an example, or excuse me, one of the examples you could try would be like Josh Dyke, real estate agent, King of Prussia, uh, or excuse me, Keller Williams, King of Prussia, 
would be like an example where you've got your name yeah, in there. Yeah, it makes sense. But you've got real estate agent because that's your title. That's probably what's on your business cards. Uh, and then you've got your location in there because that would be the location of and your business. And that's keywords, yep. The third one would be additional business categories. So these would all be categories that fit under your main category. Recommendation here is two to three additional business categories. Again, don't stuff this with all kinds of different services that don't relate to your business in a hope to capture more eyeballs. Google will look at that. And he kind of uh, talks about it's the eye of Sauron. If you get the eye of Google looking at you, <laughs> beware, because now they're going to scrutinize everything that you're doing. Another thing would be changing it too many times. So if you're going in there and changing your additional business categories, and then the next day you're, ch you're changing more, the next day you're changing more, that could also capture Google's attention, which could result in one of those suspensions. The other one is the presence of keywords in your reviews. So this is a really powerful one that probably not a lot of people think yeah, about. Yeah, that would be really difficult, though, to get people to yeah. write keywords in their reviews. So it's it's tough. It's All of these are kind of um, approach slowly, like yes. approach with caution, but be aware and try and focus so on when it. When you review me, can you say Josh Dyke, uh, real estate agent is in King of Prussia? the best real estate agent that yeah. helped me sell my home yeah. in King of Prussia. <laughs> Right. So here's the thing. Uh, having the full name, your full name, the title real estate agent, the city that you work in, your state, the phrases buying a home or selling a home. These are all important keywords that would be important in your reviews. You can actually see how people are finding your page based on your keywords. If you go into insights and then there's a button that says see new profile performance. Mm -hmm. Now I also saw as I was looking at this today that they're moving this over into maps. So if any of this changes by the time this is released, we'll make sure to update it. But as of now, you can still use that old format where you go into see new profile performance. Searches will show uh, your business profile in the search results. So scroll down and you can see uh, how often you're ranking for which specific keywords. Those could be indicators for you of keywords that you want to rank more for, or you can create a new keyword list that you want to rank for. It does mention that don't try and game the system by keyword stuffing your reviews, but talk to your best clients. Talk to the people mm. that you have a relationship with that you know had a really good experience and just do a little light coaching. Mention that it would be <laughs> awesome if you could mention the idea of buying or selling a home in the location. In fact, I've written the review in. for you here. Would you mind just putting your stamp? Even better. <laughs> Write the review, send it to them and tell them to post it. Uh, say words like realtor or mention the area. Like again, some light coaching, but be careful not to make it templated. If they see the same review coming it in, makes sense. then over and over again, then they will, they will recognize I'm assuming that. the same applies for descriptions, right? Your description of your business. Is uh, from a keyword perspective, from a keyword, you want to make sure you have all those keywords in there. But yep. yes, I would agree. Don't put keywords in your description that are not also present on your website or relevant to your yeah, brand. It makes sense. So yeah. if you offer like staging services or there's additional services that you offer, definitely include those. Yeah. But don't go crazy with it. Go overboard or do things that you don't actually offer. Yeah, makes sense. Um, and then the last one is the completeness of your profile. So this, I see a lot of people missing. They probably have a Google business page. We actually uh, had this for a while where we set up our Google business page and then we kind of let it go stale. We didn't fill it out. We didn't complete it. We didn't continue uploading photos and, yep. and things like that. We weren't getting or encouraging or excuse me, encouraging reviews to our uh, Google business page. Uh, but make sure you have your address in there, your service areas, 
your hours of operations, which you're in, if you're in real estate, that'll be 24 hours, your phone <laughs> number, not. super, super important, your phone number, uh, your website appointment link. So if you have links to be able to schedule an appointment, your services, this is where your description would come in. The more complete and the an ongoing productivity. So adding posts, adding videos, adding photos, be a user of the platform. Yep. The more Google's going to see that, it's going to see that it's a relevant, up-to-date brand that you are engaging with the platform and be more likely to suggest you. They're very, very strong signals that Google looks at. What's interesting is um, I read an article about, uh, they called it the NAP name address phone mm -hmm. and how that actually needs to match on all of your social and web profiles. Great point, yeah. So it's something I guess Google looks at is going, does the phone number you give here, name you give here, address you give here match the website? And what's on your website when yeah. it comes to contact information? Does it match the other social sites that you have out there? So it's just an interesting point that they look I would at. apply this. I mean, it's a great point. I would definitely apply this to a complete social audit of yeah. all of your uh, company information across your Facebook, across your Google account, in on your LinkedIn, right? Do it. Make sure that your name is formatted and spelled the same way each time if you use a nickname. You know, choose a specific yep. format. Make sure that all those pages are updated. You mentioned um, doing posts and stuff like this. Uh, my brother will upload like new pictures of listings or just solds mm -hmm. uh, to his Google uh, business profile. And it's just a way to stay top of mind relevant. Google then obviously looks at that and goes, okay, he's active. And yeah. that's one thing they do. And if you want to uh, see an example of a good Google profile, uh, this is different from the local pack. This is actually more of a brand search because you'll see it on the right hand side. Search your brother's uh, yep. uh, team name, a yeah. brother's realty, realty yep. right? Uh, you'll see it there and then go search your own. Yep. And make sure, see, uh, searching your own will show you exactly how the consumers are seeing that as well. If you uh, do it in incognito mode, yes. right? So do it incognito mode on your browser or sign out of your Google account and search for your own Straight brand. Point. Yep. See how your page is appearing and then take the time to go in there and get all of those pieces updated. It takes less than you know, an hour to yeah. go in there and just get all of those updated to make sure that you will start ranking on Google. Thank you so much for listening. You can head on over to staypaidpodcast.com for the show notes and the video of this episode. If you uh, like this episode and want to show your support, first way is to head on over to Apple Podcasts. Drop us a five-star review along with a comment. We're getting a lot of reviews in. We got three new reviews in. So oh it turns gosh. out, lesson is... You got to ask. You got to ask, <laughs> ask for the referral. You, you got to ask for the reviews. We really appreciate that. And the best way to show your support is to tell a friend about this episode. Luke, what did the fish say when he hit the wall? I don't know. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of your better ones. <laughs> if you want to get a hold of me, Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com. Oh, and of course, you can follow us on social media. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, and I'm Luke Acree, and here's your action item. If you don't have a Google business profile, get that set up. If you do have one, go do an audit of your Google business profile and look at all the information you have on there. Make sure it's actually accurate, that it's all filled out and up to date, and it matches your other information that you have on your website and your social media profiles. Remember, the difference between top producers and mediocre producers in every single business is top producers take action. Take action on that today. Mm -hmm.